0: And I was reading the scripture again to them, and that happened. But um, I was really glad I was sharing that to them, and I just got more. I try to spread the Lord's words to my friends at school. So good. And so that's why I think I got more involved with the Lord. Is like I want to spread His word.
1: Be contagious. Yeah. There's a good virus. It's called Jesus, right? Oh, my goodness. That's wonderful. Thank you. Any other young person? Hunter, did you? No? Okay, just checking. Just checking. Anybody back here? Anybody? So many hands going up. Awesome. Maddie, why don't you come on up? Woo! Some of you know that Maddie went off to Karis Bible College. And I asked her to share this morning just something that God has, speaking, has been and is speaking through her heart in this moment. And I'm excited to hear. So there you go. It's all yours.
0: All right, Thank you. Um, so as he just said, I went to Bible College in September-ish. And, you guys, my life has changed. <laughs> i It's crazy. I was so unexpected. I just had... I knew that I was supposed to come with expectation to Karis, but the Lord just exceeded that. There's just so many things. All the little things, I was... I was scared I wasn't going to get friends, and most of the kids, they got blessed by all my friends coming out from Karis for the retreat. We're like so tight-knit, and we just encourage each other to just pursue the Lord. That's our focus. And at Karis, my biggest revelation right now is I cannot rely on someone else's revelation to take me out through life. So good. It's Pastor Doug, this is like This is not where the limit ends right here. You need to go out, spend time in the secret place, really pursue the Lord for yourself. Because if you go off of someone else's revelation, it's not going to be a firm foundation for you. It's for them, but it's not for you. So I was super encouraged you guys to do that. I was also telling the kids that as well. Like, you can't go off of someone else's revelation. It's not going to be a forever thing if you don't do that. And... So, I also am doing a healing discipleship school after school hours it 's from one to four three times a week and i don't know if you guys know Todd White, but the one of the guys who worked with Todd White is doing our activation stuff and it's just been amazing. I am just blown away by the fact that I can listen from the Lord and I can give words to people and You know, like, I was just, I don't know. I went there, and I was like, I don't know if I can hear from the Lord. And it just took one try and just vulnerability for me to open up and not be afraid of the fear of rejection from people. And I, you guys, (laughs) I can hear from the Lord.
1: (laughs) Woo! Preach it.
0: I so one day we were it was after healing now service and it was activation time so he was just like all right everyone just listen and hear from the lord and i was like shoot i don't know what to do and so i was just speaking and i was just praying to the lord and stuff and i got a vision of a girl she was looking through like a a telescope And she was with a little girl and her husband with a little boy dancing around in a field. And I was like, I don't know who this is for. And I just started looking around, and I saw the lady. And I was like, I feel nervous to go up and tell her and stuff. But she ended up leaving, so I didn't get the chance to tell her. And then the next day, we were also doing activation. And we were supposed to get in groups of 10, and she was in my group. So I went, and I told her, I was like, I don't know if this is, like, if this will resonate with you, but I'm just going to step out in faith and tell you. And she was like, that's the only word I've ever heard from the Lord about my future is what I had told her that I had. And so I was like, okay, like, I'm stepping out there, and I'm there getting my go. thing going. <laughs> and every time that we had activation time, I spent time with the Lord talking. And every single word that I had for someone else, it was prophecy. It was like they were saying that that was the only thing that the Lord had told them that day. And it was just, sorry guys, the Lord's moving. (laughs) I've been so sensitive to the Lord too. The Holy Spirit just moves in ways that you don't realize unless you just put yourself out there and step out. I have also received words for myself. It was confirmation that I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. My roots are digging deeper than I've ever felt before. And it only took one step of faith to go out there. So one thing that I would super encourage you guys to is don't be afraid of going and stepping out. Because your rejection or fear of rejection is rejecting the Lord for someone else. Ooh. just step out into faith because you never know what the Lord is going to speak to you. And it could change someone's life. It could change someone's life. Like I was talking to someone and I was supposed to get a word from someone and I never received it. And I really took that to heart. And I was like, Lord, what is this? Why am, it, why am I really hurt by this? And he told me, he was like, that word could have been your breakthrough. And so never, ever keep it inside of you. Instead, go and tell people because that could be their breakthrough. Just one simple word could be a huge revelation to someone that they had been wanting from the Lord. And so, yeah, that's all I have. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) What?
1: We are we are full service here at the vineyard. Wait, wait, don't go anywhere. That was all. That was awesome. Oh my goodness. You know, Maddie, I, I would like you to step out in faith and just let me preface this. Every one of you have the potential to be a conduit for what God wants to do in someone else's life. The pipe. You can be the FedEx. You can be the UPS man. You can be the one who delivers that gift that person has needed for a long time. You can be. Who wants to be that person? Who wants to be the conduit that God flows through and speaks a word or brings something to someone that brings life back to their dead place? Stand, stand, just stand. I told you this morning it would be a little different. It was so powerful. Oh, my goodness. It lit my pants on fire.
0: And I will say, too, like, this generation, especially at Karis, you see, like, we're on fire for yeah. the Lord. Yeah. It's, it's not something that we take lightly. It's serious. Like, you see, during worship, everyone is at the front. Everyone is praising the Lord how they want to. And it's, we, are not, we are not holding back.
1: Yes, yes, yes. I really sense right now there is an anointing on her to release something that God wants to do in and through you. So I'm really serious about this. If that's you, just raise your hands and and, and like in a receiving mode, like palms up, whatever that looks like. I got one palm hook up. And I want you to receive as she prays down, prays into your life that very thing. That God wants to do in someone else's life. May you become the conduit. May your sensitivity to hearing what God is speaking for someone else increase over the top. Okay. And if you get a word, you go for it, sister.
0: Yeah. Um, can everyone just pray in the spirit for 30 seconds?
1: Thank you, Jesus. So I see,
0: I see someone Jesus. with a glass window in between you and the Lord, mm. and you can see the Lord, and He sees you, but right now you don't feel it necessarily, but you can see Him, and If that's you, I just want to encourage you to break the glass. (laughs) Just break the glass. He wants to hold your hand through the window. It doesn't matter what circumstance you're going through. He wants you to climb through the window. He wants you to run out the window. It only takes one decision to just break the glass. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are yes. right now. so good. It's about you and him, not the glass.
1: Mm mm, 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 So good, so good, so good. If that's you, just respond to that word. Just respond to it. Just say, yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Show me how. Help me break this glass. Mm, you, Jesus
0: I I keep hearing the word offense right now
1: mm.
0: offense is deadly mm. and that's what the enemy uses to deter you away from the Holy Spirit and the yes. Lord and that could also be a window or something a wall that's breaking you from having the revelation and just the Holy Spirit move in your life so, in the name of Jesus, I break that right now
1: yes, yes.
0: anything that 's holding you back from experiencing the Holy Spirit, I break it right now in the so Jesus good. name
1: yes in Jesus name mm. Mm.
0: Thank you, Lord, that you also you love these people with all your heart yes. I thank you that you have created every single one of them to be where they're at right now. In this season, in their time, their lifespan, I thank you that you created everyone here. And I just, I praise you for everything you've done right now and doing and will be doing. And I just pray that everyone just receives right now what they're wanting. You know what they want. So you just pour it out on them.
1: That's good. That's good. Okay. Wow. How many of you can feel the tangible presence of God right now? So good. Father, we just ask that you would seal this moment. Mm. Thank you, God. Father, we thank you for what you've done in the past. We thank you for what you're doing in the present. And we thank you for what you're doing in the future, God. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just pray that the, that the UPS truck would drive up to each and every one of our homes, that Holy Spirit, UPS, FedEx, whatever that is, drives up to our home, and all these gifts are dumped out that are for us to give away to others, that would bring light, would bring hope, would bring joy to people that are so wounded, so disenfranchised, so disconnected today. They need to hear from you, Father. Father. Father, we just thank you for your presence. That is the best present we could ever have, to be in your presence, God. Mm. Father, I thank you for Maddie. I just pray for an increase in her life. I pray, God, that you would bless her beyond her wildest dreams, God that you would take this and not just make it a, a a flash in the pan god but it would be something that would be with her the rest of her life god this anointing that's on her now would increase more and more and more and father i pray that she would become that catalyst she would become that virus wherever she goes whatever she puts her hands on wherever she puts her foot god you're there boom thank you god whoa thank you jesus Mm. thank you Jesus thank you wow you may be seated if you can that was powerful but wait there's more I've asked a couple people to share you know that Thanksgiving Thankful hearts, attitudes of gratitude. I've asked a couple of people to come and to share just their hearts at this moment and in this season. And with that, I'm going to ask Bob and Barb Friedel to come on up.
2: Wow, Maddie, that was amazing just amazing. Well, Doug had asked us to share on generosity, and that's such a huge subject. We, over the many years that we've been married, we have experienced generosity to us, to our family, and we've also been blessed to be able to give out to others. And from what we've looked up a few things on the internet about generosity um it really comes from a thankful heart yeah being thankful for what god has put in us that we can give it out like maddie was saying those gifts and what pastor was just saying it's those gifts that god gives us that we in turn can give out freely um Gosh, you know, there there have just been so many instances where there was a time that I was out of work and I couldn't find work in the in the area that I was doing because there was happened to be a strike on at the time. And we were getting behind in house payments, and money would show up in in my dresser door at times. I knew who where it was coming from, but, you know, uh, my sneaky cousin. But <laughs> there were just lots of incidents like that. Um, we, we like to give out um, anonymously if we can. Yeah. And there have been times where Barb's looked on Uh, like Love in Action, and there will be a a post about somebody needing something. And I'm like, oh, well, we've got such and such in the freezer, and we haven't been finding a need for it. Let's bag it up and take it over. Or, you know, somebody needs gas. Somebody needs uh, propane because they don't have any heat in their trailer. So whatever it is that God puts on your heart, just do it. And we can't outgive the Lord. Right. And I wanna say, Doug, what you were teaching on about tithing was amazing. It was freeing. We have felt that same way for many years that we're we're not stuck with ten percent. It's whatever God puts on your heart. And we can't outgive him. Did you have anything?
3: Over the years, from this body alone, when we first came, people would help us out with vehicles. Mm. Uh, We, it, you know, whatever we needed. I remember one time we ran out of wood (laughs) 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 because we had a wood stove only. I I know many of you know what that's like because we live. You know, a lot of people live in Merlin, and this family just showed up and dumped a whole bunch of wood on our front porch. That happened a couple of times when we would run out of wood. And you just can't out give God and you just need to, you know, you need to just uh, kind of be aware and kind of listen to the Holy Spirit for where he wants you to give. And it could be little things. It doesn't, have, maybe you don't have a lot to give, but there's something if you just ask the Lord and and he'll just show you places where you could be or help out or help a neighbor or you know there's just many areas just tune your heart to the holy spirit and he'll he'll fine tune it to you so god is so good and this body has really blessed us this is a very generous body and i know they give another many many other ways so thank you we're just thankful for this body we're just so blessed amen
2: I was just thinking as she was talking about find ways time is a huge commodity yeah give of your time Mm. there there are countless uh, places that you can serve in this body Um, just look around and be aware if you need need a a push in the right direction go to any of the elders go to pastor there's lots of places to yeah. serve and give your time.
1: So good. Yeah, good. So, we're talking about someone dropping off firewood at their house years ago up in Wolf Creek. The pastor got a bunch of us youth together, and we took a huge load of wood up to this family, way of Brimstone Gulch in the middle of nowhere. And the father came out, big, proud, tall man. He goes, I don't need any of this wood. And I remember the pastor standing up on the truck and stood up real tall on the truck. And he goes, it's not for you. It's for your children. And he went, oh, okay. That's, that's, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Got another one. This is more of a testimony. Uh, you know, <clears throat> many of us have been through a lot of hard seasons, but a lot of us haven't faced a uh, a situation quite like Danny Williamson has faced, but God has been so faithful and so good, and Danny, I want you to share that with your own words. come on up let 's hear it for Danny. <clears throat>
4: I don't go by notes, I just ramble and carry on and stuff. And so I want to talk about the, how thankful I am. And this isn't my story, this is God's story. And it's just the things that he's done in my life. Um, for those of you that don't know, about a year ago I was diagnosed with cancer, colon cancer stage two. And as you can see, I'm not your typical cancer patient. Two rounds of chemo, uh, round of radiation, I have my hair, I have my health. I'm vibrant and my doctors are amazed. And I tell them I am not because I serve a great God. And he blesses me in that. Woo! So. Yeah. so I do have notes, but it may sound a little rambly. But um, first of all, I'm thankful. And this, this isn't, again, my story. This is God's story of what he's doing in my life. Psalms 28.7 says, the Lord is my shield. In him, my heart trusts, and I am helped. My heart exalts, and with song, I give thanks to him, and I do every day because it is God's blessings that keeps me healthy, keeps me vibrant. I just came out of another treatment of chemo Tuesday. It takes a few days for me to kind of bounce back, but um, God blesses me. You know, This is my good week, and I have one more session I've done so good that they're going to curb it back and uh, see what's going on so Psalms 104 enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and bless his name and every time I walked into a doctor's office I do exactly that so there's a guy named Smith Wigglesworth who you guys may have (laughs) heard of who used to go to the park and he would ask God okay which which person do you have for me God so in my treatment what one of the things I've done is I go to the cancer ward an hour early and i sit and i look and i say that very thing. god who do you want me to talk to who is it that needs hope who who needs faith who needs your love and time and time again he would not only puts one person in my path but several and again this is not about me this is about god this is just what god is using um, when you get a diagnosis of something like cancer or, or something The devil gets in your head and it is in this that the scripture that take every thought captive is paramount because you have to start believing in what is true and I'm thankful that the word of God is true and he has a plan and he has a desire and he has a love for me that far exceeds anything the devil can tell me about this. Again, the Bible is true and I have a little book here and I'm not, I'm not Bible first, book second, but this book is called Healing Promises, and it just defines all the scriptures that define healing. And one of the things that in my walk that I see in talking to people is people will believe that, yes, they can believe in God and they'll go to heaven, but that sacrifice also that Christ did also speaks of our healing. And that is one of the things that people really struggle for, and it's a two-for-one bonus, the receipt that he paid, has both things on it, and that's one of the things that I remind people of, and this book is really good because it it just has all the healing scriptures in it, and I read it, and then go back to the Bible, confirm, see what it says, make sure it's that. So the Bible says about our lives that basically when we give that up to God, we we don't get to choose what he does with our lives, and that's the point I'm at now. Um, I'm okay with where God's got me. Because I know he has a plan for me and I know that he has this to do his will. And I may be speaking to the very person that just just like Maddie said, we, we don't know what what those words are going to do. And it may be the very time that God uses you to convert their life to a different path. The, the doctors that I talk to are, are, they have an opinion, but it doesn't match God's opinion of what's going to happen to me. And many times I've been able to talk to the doctors and say, that's your opinion. And it's also a curse, and I don't accept that, and I rebuke it. And it is what has sustained me in this. You know, I didn't lose my hair, um, they said I would. They said I'd lose 60 to 80 pounds, and I gained. So if I have to do another round of game i I'm going to ask for the chemo light because <laughs> This stuff is filling. (laughs) So, (laughs) sorry, I can't help myself. Um, Our our God has a plan, and he doesn't consult with the doctors. Um, It's the same for us every day of our life. Um, In this treatment, my blood panels that they do before... Um, when I'm on chemo, my liver and kidneys do better than when I'm not on, that's just a God thing. You can't, you can't make that kind of stuff up. So, um, it's funny when about six months before I got diagnosed with this, um, I write things, I write scriptures on my mirror. So when I shave and brush my teeth, I see them. And one of the, one of the scriptures I wrote on my mirror was, seek first the kingdom of God and he'll give you the desires of your heart. The part that we don't sometimes realize is that in that, when we seek God hard, He changes our desires. Yeah. We may have one desire when we start out, but at the end of the walk, it, it becomes something else because now where I'm at, I'm thankful that I have cancer because that put me in a spot where I can do His will and talk to people that may not have ever heard the Word of God. So, and that's, that's how He changes our desires. Uh, and I'm thankful for this. This is, this is a reset. Um, that's that's um, God's kingdom. That's what he wants us to do is, is speak to others. And it's just like Maddie was saying. Time has become very important to me. And uh, in this, you know, you just you don't know how much time you have. But the reality of it is none of us do. Right. Every single one of us, this may be the end today. And so that's why we have to make time important. Um, I don't question why it is I have cancer again. I um, I I've come to the resolve that is merely part of my journey He has a plan none of this was or is a mystery to him. It is merely my spot But he is faithful and this will not be my demise I am at the point to be thankful that I have become a tool that God has chosen for this moment Not in my life, but in the life of others Our lives are not ours. If we say, use me, God, he will, and he is. And I'm thankful beyond measure to him that this season is to lean fully in on the kingdom of God, not questioning his plans, for the word tells me that they are for my own good and that he loves me. And who am I to to question the author of my story? So I want to read one quick scripture here. And it's out of this book, but it's out of the Bible. And it's Psalms ninety-one, five through 7. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, yeah. nor the arrows that fly in the day. Yeah. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness. Not light, but darkness. Nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. <laughs>
1: Wow. Let's just stop for a moment. I know there are some of you in this room that are struggling with health issues, but I know that you know someone else who is really struggling. Am I right? Yeah. Those of you, either you're struggling or you know someone who's struggling in this moment, would you stand, please? Dan, would you come back up, brother? I just would like you to pray
4: over this. Lord Jesus, thank you. Thank you for all. Thank you for your sacrifice on the cross. Thank you for the blood of Christ that pours down over us. Mm -hmm. Father, I invoke your blood this day to cover not only this congregation, but all of the people that are represented here, the people that know people that have health issues. God, I know that it is not your plan for us to live in unhealth. And I just pray, God, that your divine abilities, spirits, powers, and blood especially, God, would come and cover us, heal us, prosper us, and be with us. Give us hearts of joy, hearts of peace. Yes. And we thank you, God, for your sacrifice daily, Lord. Thank you, God. And if we can't do it hour by hour, we have to do it minute by minute. And I pray that upon you. Let the Spirit of God be upon you and those that you love. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Do you have the time? Anybody have the time? The clock up there? 20 after. 20 after. So I got about three hours left.
5: <laughs> Just kidding.
1: I, I, Something's been on my heart. <clears throat> and you know how you, something's on your heart and kind of weighing on your heart and you're kind of mulling it over. And then all of a sudden you see something in front of you that goes ding, 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 ding like a neon light flashing at you. And this is one of those moments for me, and I think it's a moment for all of us. And I hope you can hear my heart in this. It's very quick, very short, but it's kind of where my heart is going into this season. We're going into a season when, strangely enough, it seems as if a lot more people are open to hearing about Jesus. Some people are struggling to the moon and back. Some people go into depression. Some people go into all kinds of weird spins. But at the end of the day, there's something about the birth of Christ, even to talk about it, that that, that sets something spinning. Now, take Santa Claus and the Christmas trees and all that and just put it out somewhere else, okay? I'm not trying to meddle in what you believe or do or in your family. I'm just saying, we're gonna talk Jesus this morning for just a moment, okay? Last night, I was... Waiting for a Hallmark movie to come on. (laughs) Yes, I'm addicted to Hallmark movies. (laughs) My wife and I, we have so much fun just sitting and watching a Hallmark movie in the evenings. That's just our thing. And last night I'm sitting there and something came on the news really quick. Yes, I've sinned. (laughs) I listened to the news for just a moment. But here's what came up. Woke mob, right on the marquee, woke mob ramps up attacks on holiday celebrations. And something in me me just went, what? I could feel that thing turning. And then it said, the Canadian Human Rights Commission declares Christmas celebration as discriminatory. I just something in me just went. Arr. My wife's like, "Hold on, Hallmark's coming. It'll soothe you down." <laughs> if there's one thing that I cannot stand, if there's one thing that I will stand up and push back against, always have and always will, it's a bully. I cannot tolerate a bully. Back in the days of my schoolyard, if you saw me had some kid in a headlock and whacking on him with my arm, it's because he was a bully. I cannot stand a bully. But it, it's, it's as if we're in this moment. And I wrote here, why have we let the woke enemy bully us? Why have we let the wokeness that they're giving out pervert all that we hold dear in this season and every other season? Now, we can, we can sing hallelujah inside the walls of this building. We can say praise Jesus to the rooftop. But when we take it outside, it's almost like there's a throttle that goes, turn it back, turn it back, dial it down. Don't want, you know. Poof. I wrote here, and these are just quick things I wrote last night. Why have we let them steal our joy and mute our celebration? Right now, there, there is a list of traditional Christmas songs that are being banned. And it's not Frosty the Snowman. It's songs that have to do with the birth and the life of Jesus. Now, I don't, I don't think that Jesus was born this time. I, I get all that, but something about celebrating the birth of Christ is a big deal. It's a big deal to me, and I hope it's a big deal to you. But why are we hesitant to show outward joy when we're out in the community? Now, some of you are on your game on this one, but some of you need to hear this. Because you get out there amongst other people and and, and you feel that joy, but somehow you want to rein it back because someone told you, let's not offend these people. Let's not offend them. That's the first thing they need to be offended in a good way by the story of Jesus. And I wrote here, is it because they made it hate speech to say, hey, Merry Christmas, friends. Happy holidays, ma'am. May I help you in this moment? Can I help you carry your groceries? Being kind and showing generosity and loving on people. Is that something hateful? It seems as if they've made it that way. We've been, we have been shamed into toning it down when we really should be turning it up. And I'm telling you, it, it, it's this time of year that that bully I wrote of wokeness is most keenly felt. My wife and I... We, I Go. okay. I have a confession. Fridays, Black Friday, another one. Yeah, another confession. Black Fridays is something that we do. My wife, that's when she throws caution to the wind in terms of finances. She doesn't get ridiculous, but she loves to buy gifts for people. And that's the day that I push the cart, keep my mouth shut because I get donuts and coffee (laughs) and I serve my wife and and she buys for the school carnival, she buys for friends of ours, she buys for people that are needy, socks and all, are you kidding me? It's over the top, <clears throat> gets all put in the cart. And I'm like, I'm like the Grinch pushing, you know, that sled up the hill. <laughs> That's just what we do. And I have no idea why I went there. But in the process, I love to sing, I love to hum, and I'm, I'm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And every once in a while, my wife lovingly will say, you're, you're a little bit loud. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I want to be louder. <laughs> She's not saying it in a derogatory way. She's, do, do you know you're being kind of loud? I don't, I, I want to be joyous. I want people around me to know that there are people who carry this thing called joy. And they can experience it too. And I've actually had people say, what is that song you're humming? I had a guy step out of the checks, and he said, excuse me, excuse me, you were humming a song. Now, I grew up swing choir, a cappella choir. I have a deep music appreciation in my bones. But they'll come up, what were you singing? That's so catchy. What was it? What an opportunity to share the gospel. Mario Murillo has this saying, and I don't know if he quoted it, but I read it in one of his blogs. It says, it seems as if we are in a world today where the inmates run the asylum." And it seems like that's really true. We see, and and, and if you watch the news, you will see people defacing nativity scenes. You'll see these atheists, these anti-Christian people stand up at school board meetings and scream and yell and all kinds of crazy things are yelling because their point is they want to eradicate the Bible from any form of education. They want to get it out of there. Any place they can get it off the wall. If they can get that nativity scene banned, they win. They win. So, the rebel in me, I propose to you that this holiday season, let's get a little rebellious. I see a hand. So one's with me. Instead of just sitting down to a meal with family and friends. Let's enter his gates with thanksgiving and with joy. Let's let fervent prayer and praise arise in our homes. Let's let the neighborhood know who we are and whose we are in Christ. Let's bring the singing back. Let's bring the joy back. Let's deck the halls with joy and laughter. There you go. And, and, and from the rooftops, if I don't recommend climbing a ladder, but if you have a second-story house, open up your window or break the glass. Well, be careful with that one. But let's, I wrote here, and from the rooftops, let's sing joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Let's sing, O come all you faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to That's what I'm talking about. We should be walking the the mall singing that. We don't have to scream it, but we can be singing it or we can be living it out of our lives. Instead of, bah, humbug, get out of my way, people. You know how tempting it is to take a shopping cart loaded with 800 pounds and Want to bulldoze your way through something? You can't do it. Let's just sing. Let's be happy. Let's just reach down deep for that joy. Let's, let's sing. And let's invite them to come. And to behold, I wrote him. Born the king of angels. We can only do that outside of these walls where it's ever going to make any difference. You know, today there is so much being said about deliverance from demons in the demonic realm. And I get it. Wow. Wow. But let me tell you, I wrote here the promise that uh, I promise you that nothing removes demons faster than worshipful, heartfelt singing. Amen. Let's worship and sing with an attitude of gratitude. We've got to do this. The joy of the Lord. That is our strength. That is what gives us the opportunity and the ability to be able to navigate these waters of wokeness today. I wrote here, let's invite people over for holiday dinner and ask them to share what the Lord has done for them. You can have those conversations, believe it or not, even in the mall. You can. Someone comes up and says, why are you so doggone happy all the time? Well, let me tell you why, friend. I have the joy of the Lord deep down inside of my heart. You know, you may not need a physical healing today. Maybe that's not what you need. But what you may need is a miracle. Maybe you need a miracle for more courage and for more boldness in this season. How many could use a little more boldness? Yeah, yeah. Speaking to the right crowd here. Let's stop being ashamed of the truth that we say we hold dear to our hearts. Let's let the world know what we think is valuable, what we think is real, what we think is honest and true. I wrote here, let's turn up the laughter, let's open the windows, and let's sing a little louder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then let us go up to perfect strangers and let's say, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. God loves you. Merry Christmas, brother. Why not? Why not? Why not? If the joy of the Lord is our strength, as believers, we should be so full of joy it leaks out of us wherever we go. Why can't we just make it a trip to go to some crowded place and walk through there and just share the love of God? You don't have to be loud and obnoxious about it, but you can do this. Yes, indeed, I wrote, like all seasons. "'Tis, like all seasons, "'tis the season to be jolly.'" So here's my proposal in the end. This this season, let's have a very happy and merry rebellious Christmas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really, really, Pastor? You just said all that? I'm sorry. I think it's time. I mean, we're seeing rebellion like crazy around the world, and I think it's time. If we're going to be rebellious, let's be rebellious for truth. One song, Lewis. Let's do this. What? I bet you can't either. Let's stand. Let's stand. And maybe this morning you're struggling with the joy because there's... Pastor, you have no idea how much I've been walking through, what's coming my way, the things that I'm hearing, oh, the things that are going on. Let's go back to being that conduit. Let's deliver joy. Let's deliver gladness. Let's deliver Jesus to people. Amen? So, let's get loud and rowdy here for a moment.
5: But this is not optimal.
1: But right. We're going to improvise, adapt, and overcome. That's how we do it.
5: That's right. <laughs> Joy to Yeah. Well, no tongue can tell your joy. one more time when you say Oh joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let her us...
1: Father, we just thank you for this incredible moment. And Father, I pray that we would truly move into a moment where we understand how deep your joy can go, how deep your joy is. Wow. And that we would truly get our head and our heart around how that must become our strength. And Father, I pray that you would give us the courage to stand up to the bullies that are out there in in just the evil darkness, God, that we would stand bold, we would stand strong, we would be able to rebuke in the name of Jesus. And Father, I just pray that when we meet again next week, we will be bolder, we'll be filled with more courage, and we'll be changed more into your image. And Father, we just thank you now, in Jesus' name, amen. amen, amen. We'll go and release the joy. And and help pick up a few chairs, that would be awesome. <laughs>